Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another week on The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends, NRM Streamcast live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios here in Farmington Hills. Another Blue Monday. It's been Blue Mondays for a long time here. Another Lions loss, but have the fans spoken out? You guys didn't show up yesterday. I know it's the end of the year and we're not going anywhere, but I don't know. We'll talk to Ethan about that. He was at the game. <laughs> Nick David, you weren't at the game, but uh, you're a big Lion fan. What's happening, man? Uh, you know, it's good to see, honestly. They're making a statement. You know what I mean? Not that they're going to listen, but, right. you know, I'm glad we lost. Yeah. I am too. Silver linings. Hey, I picked uh, Jameis Winston. I think for three or four touchdowns, and uh, I said two picks. He only had one on the first play of the game, I think, or the second play of the game. Mm-hmm. And Tavai got it, the rookie linebacker. Ethan, you were there yesterday. You were sitting yeah, around, sitting around a bunch of Buccaneer fans. Yep, yep. Had a few Buccaneer fans to my left, a few Buccaneer <laughs> fans to my right. I didn't know they existed. Had about fifteen in front of me. Uh, who had to keep moving actually because they didn't have tickets in that right. section? Well, but. yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, you gotta give them a, you gotta give it a try. Yeah, you do. I don't sit in my own seat. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a guilty as they come. Yeah. I gotta like to hop around. Anyway, Lions lose yesterday to the Buccaneers, 38-17, and a big day for Jameis Winston, who I think is going to still be a very good quarterback. You know, I think he's just got to get with the right situation. I think he's in the right situation. I think he's got a great coach and. Bruce Arians. Totally and, agree. You know, he's down a couple of receivers. No Mike Evans yesterday. And uh, Godwin went out with a hamstring. He's mm-hmm. out next week for you people that are you know following on fantasy football. Yeah. I had one of my leagues finish this past weekend. Mm-hmm. The one I run, I always finish this week. Because now you start getting into who's going to sit out, who's doing right. this, mm-hmm. who's doing that. So I made uh, my finals in my one league, which will be next week. Ethan's in one, but... You got two weeks to go. Yeah, I got my. That's crazy. I had my bye week this week, and <laughs> I am uh, taking part in the semifinals this week, this yeah. upcoming week, and then the last week of the year is the championship yeah. round. When everyone sits out. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's not a Thankfully, smart thing. Thankfully, my team this year does not have a lot of players that will sit out. Yeah. Unlike past years, where I've had to pretty much drop half my team and yeah. pick up a whole new. I know team. that's that's the crappy part, but that's fantasy football, and really, yeah. no one cares about uh, our teams. <laughs> you only care about your own team, and exactly, I don't blame you. So, welcome in uh, NRM Streamcast, the wrap on another week. Uh, our good friend uh, Clarence Black is back in town, and uh, he'll join us on Wednesday. Fresh back from his Army duties, we salute him. An Army-Navy uh, game was Saturday. And I know a lot of people don't... I mean, it's not appointment viewing, because it's usually a boring game. But I'll tell you, man, the pageantry of that game, it really gets you going. I mean, to see those cadets, and you see the midshipmen, mm-hmm. and the Army guys, you know, it was raining or snowing. They had their, their capes on. I mean, they look. you can't look cooler no, than an Army sure. cadet and those sharp-dressed Navy guys with their, you know, hat, the white hat, white caps and everything. It... Clean. What, what a great look, and uh, what a great—that's a great game, man—to to get into. And CBS did a nice job with it. Gary Danielson and uh, I forgot the, my, one of my favorite announcers, and it slips my mind. Anyway, it was a great broadcast, and I love the end of that game when both teams sing their anthem. The Army sang it first, and the Navy sang it first. And at the end of each anthem, it's beat Army, beat Navy. Mm-hmm. That's that's what those guys live for for that game. It was just really good. And Army had a three-game winning streak. Navy crushed them in that second half. They shut them out. 31-7 uh, to final. So uh, Navy brings home the Commander-in-Chief trophy. President Trump was there. He was cheered. Uh, and uh, 
Here we are. It's football weekend again in the NFL again. Yesterday was a, a good weekend if you're you know, not watching just the Lions game. And I'm getting used to this now. On my Sundays when the Lions, back in the day, I'd be sitting home, sitting on the couch, getting my, you know, putting my sweats on and just chilling out, watching the Lions. I would not budge. Mm-hmm. Now, I get my clothes on. I tell my friends, let's go. We go up to B dubs, and my head's on a swivel watching all the games. All of it, yeah. It's so much more fun as a Lion fan, unfortunately, to not have to just watch them. And again, Ethan, you guys are a season ticket holder, you and your dad, your family. And yeah. you're thinking about maybe not doing it again. Correct. Correct. Uh, they want a lot of money, but they're not putting the quality product out 310 there. 3-10-1. Yep. Still, the Giants win yesterday. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they win three games, but they have 11 losses. So we're still a half a game well, behind them for, for the for the lead. Yeah. and something, For the draft. And, but something <laughs> we're going to talk about a little later on, because I did put it in here. Um you got your top five draft. Yeah. Uh, at least two of these teams will have a chance to jump Detroit in the standings as soon as this week. If the Lions hold against court. If they, in other words, if they lose to Denver and Green Bay. Yeah. Well, even if they lose to Denver, Washington plays the Giants. Okay. One of those teams will automatically jump Detroit. Oh, good. Um, and Miami plays Cincinnati. So if Miami wins, they would also jump Detroit, which would put Detroit right now in a top three. Right. Right wow. now we're picking fifth because yeah. of that so that, disgusting that, tie. I think that sits well because I think the Dolphins will beat Cincy because mm-hmm. they play hard. They do. Yeah. They play hard. No, and, no, for sure. And they're not that, tanking. That head coach, no. man, I like Brian Flores. I love Brian a lot. Flores. Yeah. I think he could He's be fiery. the best. I think he could be the best of the bunch of, the of those Patriots. New England guys. Yeah, no doubt. And so I like their chances there. So the Dolphins win. Redskins and the Giants, you never know who the hell's going to win. Redskins are playing pretty good lately. They have been. I mean, that game yesterday, they're in it to the end. And who was at that game, Ethan? Did you notice? Who was up in the uh, in the in the president's suite, the owner's suite? None other than Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer was there with Alex Smith, who he coached mm-hmm. at Utah. Yeah. But he's watching his old quarterback Dwayne and wide Haskins. receiver combat. Yeah. Haskins and uh, uh, McLaurin. 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 Yeah. McLaurin's pretty good, man. No, he is. Yeah. If he didn't get hurt with that hamstring, I think after like week four, yeah. he was leading the NFL, I'm pretty sure, in touchdowns up until he got hurt. And he's come back with a vengeance. He's really, really you, strong. Urban Meyer, looking at him there, you could just look at him and he's like, he's got these piercing eyes looking at this team. A little fiery. I'm thinking, man, you I mean, think that's a spot for him. Washington? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better than I think they the, have no coach. They don't. I mean, they already true. fired their coach. Uh-huh. I think, as far as ownership goes, Daniel Snyder is much more ready. I guess yeah. willing to give him the keys of the kingdom. Hell yeah. way more than Jerry is for Dallas. Yeah, you know what I mean. For Urban Meyer. Sure. Yeah. I'm not going to say that he's like a, a Saban esque dictator, but he's going to need full control, yeah. and Jerry's not going to give him that. I'm telling Correct. you, I can see him with the Reds. I can too. I think he's. But do we see him? I don't know. Urban's. You know his recruiting. I know being in control. It's not the NFL's way. You no. know what I mean? It's a bunch of people. He is a great college men. coach. He's a great college mm-hmm. coach. And right. sometimes it doesn't translate. Doesn't translate yeah. to the pros. But but though but you know the players that will become free agents and and such that they, they could just look at the name, talk to players that played under him at the multitude of colleges he's coached at, and say. He may be something in the NFL and start, you know, having a trend of players going back to Washington. Um, 
But I, I don't think he's going to come back to coaching this next year. I think it's going to be another year or two. I think he did a good job in the in the uh, in the booth, in not the, the booth, booth yeah. but in in the studio. Right, I think he did a nice job there, and Agreed. he's good to listen to. Well, I mean, where's very he knowledgeable, with his, obviously. His physical health. Where are we with that? I think he's good. Yeah, I think he is. See, that's the thing. His physical health was more of an anxiety issue. But it's a that, brain. Yeah, but that but that's something that. Something. It can look great as an analyst, right. and then you put him back into the pressure of coaching, and right. it can be yeah, deteriorating. Once so. a coach, always a coach. Very you know, true. The, yeah. you know, that guy's coming back. Whether he yeah. where he goes is another story. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of when he comes back, and I I just don't think it's going to be this next year. Now, as far as colleges go, what what school do you think fits him? I thought no. USC looked really good, but uh, they're going yeah, to you know, hold on to Clay Helton for a while. Well, one more year. Uh, yeah. There's, a school that would be interesting, and they may or may not fire their coach within the next few weeks, is the University of Texas. Hmm. And he, I believe, he actually made comments about how Tom Herman's handling things down at Texas. Or at Texas, um, it would be an interesting fit. That's interesting you say that because like, he's done they the, were on the upswing, mm-hmm. and then this year they kind of took a little, a little, a yeah. little dive. And they, those people know, want win too. Yeah, they do. He did, he did well in the SEC. He's done well in the Big Ten. Maybe he'll try his hand at the Big 12? I don't know. I always had Notre Dame in my mind. And I know Brian Kelly's a good yeah. coach, mm. but they're not playing in a New Year's Day Bowl. They're not living up to their potential. From where they were last mm. year. Yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. yeah. I mean, but tell me about Urban, the Notre Dame job, man. I can't, but he yeah. can't bring his guys Urban's into Notre Dame. Urban's not a Notre no. Dame guy. I grew up in Notre Dame, and, yeah. and I just can't see Urban being there. Just, I also don't see Notre Dame moving on from Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly. No, right I don't now. either. Yeah. Is just because Kelly and the uh, and the I Shamrock mean, and all that everything everything I mean, fits. You, you, I know he's a good coach and all, but yeah. they haven't gone where they where you want where they wanted to go. True, they did make a playoff. Hey, last year they, they did. Yeah. They did. They but, got smoked, but yeah, and it doesn't hurt that they won't join a conference. They need to join a conference. They have a conference in basketball. Right. They, they should you be have in the a Big conference Ten. in hockey. They should be in the Big Ten. They need to just join a you conference mean the Big 15? and be yeah. done with it. I think soon, like I told you before, I think it'll be North, South, yep. East, and West. Yeah. Those yeah. are the conferences. That makes way more sense. Honestly, it <laughs> yeah. does. I mean, and you got to dump the. Uh, and we talked to Dan Wetzel before. You got to dump these conference championship games. Right. And right now, you could have been playing a playoff. True. Could have been doing a playoff. Now we're forgetting about college football after this Army Navy game. Now you wait for the bowl games. Yep. Right? And uh, you, totally. you got you got five more days till or four more days till I believe the first one. I believe the first one is December twentieth. The first of forty one. Yep. Hey, we're all gonna go to uh, the Quick the Lane Bowl, right? You're gonna yeah. go with us? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'll be there all with right. you. All right. Sure. Now we at Ford Field, of course. That's Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan. We're gonna have Dave Burkett from the Free Press. He writes for the Lions, of course. Been a beat writer for a long time, and he had a great interview this past week, and I enjoyed reading this. He got to talk to Dick Vermeil, the former Eagles. Super Bowl coach and Rams Super Bowl coach and Dick Vermeil always wore his heart on his sleeve. Yes, he did. And the headline is, in quotes, biggest mistake Detroit Lions could make would be firing Matt Patricia. And I know coaches stick up for coaches. You know, they probably never hear a coach say, "Yeah, yeah, that coach should be fired," right? Because that's the fraternity they're in. But Dick Vermeil says. We should hold on to him. And I want to ask uh, Dave Burkett about it. And uh, if you haven't ch- had a chance to read about it, it is in Freep, Freep.com. Check it out. And we'll have Dave on in just a couple of minutes. But going with that game yesterday, David Blau, he did show that he was, 
you know, a backup mm-hmm. quarterback. A backup quarterback. Yeah. Missed yeah. a lot of openings. Could have had a lot of runs. You were at the game. Yeah. What, did, what did you see at that I game? Mean, he, I mean, the running game, it is non-existent. Yeah. Although I'm glad for Wes Hills. Mm-hmm. He gets two touchdowns. I mean, he was on the couch last week. I mean, he's on a, exactly. That, that's a good story. We're just picking up off our, our I mean, yeah, everyone is on the squad. IR. Yeah. Everyone's on yeah. the injured list. Just, and, it's not the same team. And for David Blau, his... He did miss a lot of throws that he should have made. Mm. There were also a lot of drops. Uh, Jesse James, in particular, had Ugh. two that should have been easy catches. Whether you gain one or two yards, that's about what it was yep. going to be. But Galladay was Galladay he, was dis- was a disappearing act. He made a few good catches once he started kind of getting in a groove. But there were at least two throws to Galladay that if Blau just sets his feet throws it would have been completions he's on the run trying to throw across the body the one was five feet out of bounds and i actually kind of laughed because galladay is still like kind of was gonna try and go for it and at the last second he just pulls his arms back behind behind his back and was like i'm not no, even I'm gonna try no i mean with our without marvin, for jones, meeting, so. without marvin jones i thought he was gonna be a much larger factor. Well, no, they took Galladay. him out of the game. They, they took yeah, him out of the right, game. They don't right. have anyone any, any else to worry about. Yeah, tight ends are disappear. You know, complete disappearing act. Mm-hmm. It's not the same team that started the year, obviously. And more for more on that, we go out to uh, Allen Park and Dave Burkett joins us here on the Wrap with Tom Azaway and friends on NRM Streamcast. Of course, uh, I told you, Dave, the free press writer for the Lions, and come up with a nice uh, buy there. You talked to Dick Vermeil. How about that? Good one, Dave. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, reached out to Dick last week just to kind of figure out, you know, what uh, how he was able to have some success after starting his career, his coaching career with a couple losing seasons. He did it both in Philadelphia and St. Louis, and, and really did it in Kansas City too. He reached a Super Bowl in both of the first stops, first two stops, and uh, you know, trying to figure out what uh, what Matt Patricia would need to to do to to uh, replicate that, I guess, in the future. And, and Dick said. You know, the biggest mistake Lions ownership could make would be firing Matt Patricia. And, um, you know, that's obviously coming from somebody in the coaching fraternity. But I think the points that he made are similar to, to some of the things that Matt Patricia has made and Bob Quinn has, has have made as, as, they've, as they've talked about this uh, team-building process. Dave Perquette joining us from the Free Press. Uh, Dick Vermeil, uh, if you want to check out his column, it's uh, really good. You can check it out on Twitter or on Freep.com. And, of course, Dick Vermeil, as you know, he did make two Super Bowls, one with the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles. They got trounced by the, by the Raiders. A lot, of te- a lot of teams did. And then the Rams hung on against the Titans, which was a great Super Bowl. And there's a guy that wore his heart on his sleeve every week. But and I don't think he would ever throw another coach under the bus, but... What does he really know about Matt Patricia? What do we What do we know about Matt Patricia right now, Dave? Well, I mean, Dick said you know he doesn't know Matt Patricia at all. He said he uh, you know only saw one game this year in, in person. That was the the Lions Eagles game in Week Three. So um, certainly, uh, this wasn't coming from a guy that right. that is best friends with Matt Patricia. But yeah, he was like impressed said, by that game. Uh, he was impressed by that the game. coaching fraternity. He was impressed yeah, by that Eagle he, game. Exactly. He said he liked what he saw from them. He sort of liked the direction that they were heading, heading, thought they were a well-coached team, you know, a disciplined team. So he saw some things that he liked. But as for what we know about Matt Patricia, um, you know, at least as it applies to his future, I I don't think there's much that we know right now. um, You know, no one really knows what Martha Ford is thinking, Sheila Ford is thinking. They're going to be the decision-makers when it comes to this. And, uh, you know, we'll see 
uh, I guess probably in in a matter of two weeks if they right. think Matt uh, and, and Bob and this whole regime deserve another year or not. Well, let me ask you this, Dave. Uh, in two weeks, and you've been around the team a lot more than all of us. What's your take on it? What is, what's the feeling that in Allen Park right now? Well, I mean, they're frustrated and disappointed, and no one likes what's gone on this year. And I'm sure there's some embarrassment too. I mean, look, they've lost seven straight games, you know, in ten of eleven, and that's not fun for anyone. Not fun for anyone to coach or play or you know cover even. I mean, it's it's just things have, have gone south and. Uh, you know, there's there's reasons, obviously. You know, not having Matthew Stafford uh, is a big one. Had, had he been on the field, you'd like to think they'd have a couple more wins. But they were still losing games when Stafford was out there playing. So, um, you know, I, I think um, if Matt Patricia, I, I think he had an opportunity yesterday to maybe, you know, convince some people that he deserved a, a third season. And instead, the, the defense came out and, and just got bombed for the first half and, you know, Jameis Winston had a huge game and give the Lions some credit for fighting back, but in the end, they still end up losing by 21 points. And uh, Dave, with the with the Lions yesterday, it seemed like the pass rush w- still was not there. Um, they they got pressure to Jameis Winston, but it was very very, you know, it took them four or five seconds. Is it you know the the personnel or is it just not game planning correctly? Well, it's not about game plan. This is their scheme. I mean, they you know they play a three man defensive line for the most part, and um, you know they look. I, I think they'd like to get more pressure without having to blitz a lot of people. They did blitz it sometimes yesterday though too, and they just didn't get home a ton. And um, you know, Trey Flowers, I thought, rushed pretty well, but you're not going to get much pass rush out of Damon Harrison. You know, you're not going to get much pass rush out of Romeo Aquara or, uh, you know, Mike Daniels got hurt again. So, you know, I think they're they're down talent-wise. I think this is part of, you know, the way they play. They would rather play, you know, six and seven defensive backs than, uh, you know, just unleash a whole bunch of pressure up front. So um, this is it shouldn't come as any a surprise to anybody that this is, uh, you know what Matt Patricia's defense looks like right now, but I will say this: I mean, you know, we've, we've um, I've written about it. You know, a lot of people have talked about it. Chase Young and the Lions, and you know, some people have said the Lions would misuse them. They don't need this. You know, they they wouldn't know how to use the pass rusher anyways. I I think that's the opposite. I think if they could get pressure with just Trey Flowers on one side and Chase Young on the other, I think all of a sudden this defense looks a whole lot different. Yeah, that sure does, David. Nick David here. With Dave, excuse me, with Bob Quinn, who I am a fan of for sure. You know, you, you said they. I am a Bob <laughs> Quinn fan, absolutely. But you said that uh, you know, obviously the Fords have a decision to make. Bob hiring Patricia, obviously they're friends. Is are they attached to each other? Can Bob get rid of Patricia and hold on to his job, or do you think they're tied at the hip? Yeah, I mean that's another one that uh, I don't have a clear answer for you. And I mean, you know, I think typically in the NFL, general managers get two coaching hires. Um, that's just the way it's, it's worked for a long time. And, you know, really he's had one, um, obviously, in the, the couple years with, with Jim Caldwell. Uh, you know, but I think there's just so much apathy around this team right now. There's so much negativity that, um, you know, everyone might get sort of swept up together. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I and look, I, I think when the Ford family sits down to make this decision here in the next week or two and decide what they want to do, you know, they have to look at um, all options and, and what everything means. I mean, are, are they going to go through a complete total rebuild if you keep Bob and get rid of Matt? Do you 
you know, I, it, are the pieces that they went out and got for Matt Patricia's defense, how will those translate to whoever else Bob might bring in next? Um, you know, the, the money is, could be a factor, obviously. I, I think there's a lot of things that the Ford family will have to digest as they're, as they're trying to figure out the direction for the franchise in the future. Dave Burkett joins us from the Free Press here on The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and company here uh, on NRM Streamcast. Hey, uh, Dave, when you're on the road, and you're on the road a lot, and you're going to go to Denver and then back home for the pack, but when you're on the road and the other beat writers, other columnists see you, what do they say anything about, you know, how's it, how do you do this covering this team? You know, it, you know what I'm talking about. No, I mean, I think, you know, they've, uh, they've been seeing me for 10 years and it's been sort of the same thing same all thing. along. So they, uh, not, don't get any of those questions. I mean, look, there's a lot of NFL teams that are in a similar state, frankly, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe not to the depths that the Lions have seen this year, but. Um, you know the Bengals. It's not like they've won any playoff games here of late. And, oh, they've been you know, the two Dolphins Super Bowls. Are tanking, and yeah, but I mean, you know, none of the beat writers that are currently covering them right. cover those. So, I understand. You know, it's, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I think everyone in the NFL understands. There's there's a couple of, uh, of, of haves, and, and there's a bunch of have-nots, and, and the Lions are in that group right now. And so, um, you know, we all uh, there's no commiserating. <laughs> uh, you know, I think everyone wants. Um, you know, look, it's it's much easier to cover success, right? No sure. one wants to go through coaching searches and regime changes and any of that. Uh, but you know, we all know that that that's part of the job in the NFL too. Well, the thing is, we at least we in here in Detroit, we have our Super Bowl every year, the NFL draft, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems like. I mean, it's uh, you know, I, I for a couple years now, whenever the Lions have fallen out of playoff contention or when they've been this low, I guess, similar to this, you know, I've written that. My uh, draft watch column because that's what people want to talk about. Yeah. Now. They want to talk about the draft or they want to talk about what comes next. Nobody cares about what's happening in the game. Right. You know, they, they, there's no appetite to read. Uh, you know, breaking down the the tight the, the touchdowns that Jameis Winston threw and, and what went wrong on them. They just they they Lions fans don't care about that right now. They're they're well beyond that. Well, yesterday they stayed away in droves, and uh, you know Mrs. Ford's at the game like she always is, and she's got to be looking around that stadium and saying, "What the hell happened here?" No, it's happened in the past, but it really looked like it was a sore thumb yesterday. Yeah, you know, and that's something that um, you know I, I talked about on our my my post game video, I guess, yep. with Carlos Menard. Oh yeah, I always watch those. And <laughs> well, those two guys they got me a little frustrated. They were talking about uh, you know what a, a, a moral victory it was and how they came back and you know it was as you know sean was talking about how after they they uh, you know missed the the field goal how everyone was celebrating and that reflects well on, on matt patricia and and look i mean it's, it's great that they came back but um you can't ignore what happened early on in the game and not just the start but the place was like a library for for the first half and and you know there were some boos and there were some bronx cheers and Yes, they. You know, we saw a little bit of a wave out of the crowd late, but um, that's I think, bad. You know, one thing the Lions do have to consider. We talked about all those factors earlier. Is the business side of things just, uh, you know, kind of where the the state of the fan base is, and that's not why you want to make decisions. That's not why you make football decisions. But uh, you can't lose sight of the fact that this is a business too, and, and all that factors into it. Well, Ethan, who's sitting here next to me, it is him and his family. They go to the game. They're season mm-hmm. ticket holders. And just this morning, he's like, "I don't think we're going to renew this year." I mean, yeah. what are you saying? I, I mean, it's it's the, the the cost to to go to the game does not does not pay anymore. You know, the it seems like the 
the product on the field has been getting worse year by year. And unless the team does something drastic to where they're going to be able to put a product that will be able to compete with teams in our division, it's it's you know it's becoming more and more of a a pain. It's you know it's painful to watch this team and how they're they're not taking that next step forward. Yeah, and look, I mean, you know, I, I would never tell people how to spend their money. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that you, you know people they allocate their entertainment dollars, uh, you know, a lot of different ways. And for some people, this is a you know it's a it's a father son bonding thing. Sure. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a family tradition. I mean, there's a lot a lot of reasons why people you know are and become and stay Lions fans, and, and they're all valid to me. Um, but you know, I, I said this yesterday in the video too. Like, I just I sense a lot of apathy. Like my friends that are or Lions fans or Lions season ticket holders, they're they're in the same boat where they're like, you know, I don't even want to go to the game, you know, or what, I would rather be doing something else right now. And I think that's something that, at least in my tenure covering the team, you know, I haven't seen. I think there was a lot of that, obviously, at the end of the Matt Millen years. Sure. And, you know, back to Daryl Rogers. I mean, so it's happened before. But I, at least in the last decade, I have not sent this, uh, this amount of apathy. I think there was there's been plenty of frustration. There's been anger and there's been some apathy at times, but just across the board, I, I think this is you know a, a sort of different level. I consider myself a real big. I'm an NFL lover. I mean, I've been watching the NFL for 50 years. I'm you know 57 years old. I remember where I was watching games, and I'm a fan of the Lions. I really am. I know I cover them in the media. I've been doing it for a long time. But I'm one of those guys that still wear a Lions pullover and all that. I'm, I'm a slappy, man. And now I'm not even sitting home to watch them, Dave. I'm going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the other six, seven games that are on at 1 o'clock. <laughs> I am. I mean, it's the last three games. That's what I've done. I mean, and I never got off my couch or was not at the stadium doing something. I love going to games. I, I, it's, I won't do it anymore. I'm, I'm tired of it. Well, yeah. And, and you know, look, I... I'm certainly in a different boat where you know I'm. Uh, you know, when when you get in this side of things, the the fan is certainly of not course. out of you. You know, so I'm, I'm looking at it from a, a different angle. But uh, you know, and I, I respect all these fans, and believe me, I appreciate them. You know, they I have great conversations with them on Twitter, in person, on email, everything. But sometimes I do wonder how they how they do it, how they put up with all the losing, um, because it's you know I know if I was a fan, it, w- it would be tough to do. You know, there's just so many other things that. Um, you can spend your money on or spend your time doing. Um, so the, the ones who do, you know, stick with it. Uh, you know, I have I have admiration for how they're able to do it. We appreciate you, Dave, and uh, keep uh, keep those good columns coming. That was awesome with Dick Vermeil. If you haven't seen it, folks, check it out on Freep.com and check Dave out on Twitter. Dave Burkett, uh, we'll talk again, man. Have a good week, uh, rest of the season. Merry Christmas. All right, sounds good. Merry Christmas to you guys. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Happy Dave. Holidays. All right. All right. Merry Christmas to Dave Burkett, and uh, God bless him for the next two weeks. He's got to go to Denver next week. Who knows? It'll probably be a blizzard. By the way, speaking (laughs) of blizzards, Broncos Chiefs yesterday. How fun was that just to watch those guys play in the snow? It was something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you didn't get a chance to see it. I mean, they, I'm they, sitting there they, watching that one TV and, and B-dubs. Show, like, oh, that's fun. They did show highlights, yeah. uh, you know, every few uh, few breaks. But um, <laughs> I honestly have never been to a football game where there has been like a blizzard. Even down yeah. in Bowling Green, we had like the heavy wind and wind sure. and rain. We never got the heavy snow during any of our games. So it's fun watching the game in the snow. Yeah, hey, look, it's, awesome. it's much more fun if you're warm inside a place <laughs> yeah, watching, watching it. it. Right. You know, I'm not saying, hey, look, I want to go out and sit in a blizzard, yeah. 
But I still love when I'm at an NFL game. I'm still loving it. Even no, though yeah. I could have been there yesterday, I would have still had a good time. Yeah, no Because I still like watching football. Right. Uh, even if I'm going to watch the other team, you know, hey, the mm-hmm. Cowboys are coming to town. All right. I know the Lions are going gonna to suck it up. They're going to stink. But I'm going to go and watch the other team. I look forward to watching. And who knows? <laughs> maybe the Lions will win. Maybe they'll shock them. Back in the, in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were a good watch. That Lions team was a good watch. And as you get into the 2000s and the 2010s, and now we're going to be 2020. Mm-hmm. And we're not even in the playoffs again. Nope. nope. We're not even sniffing a playoff again. And Jim Caldwell took them there with a 9-7 and record, and we all bitched about it, including me. Yeah. yeah, I saw him fiddling with his belt and you know and, talking on his phone and you know his, his yeah. headphones and stuff, and it pissed me off that he didn't go after the referees when mm-hmm. when we were wronged, and the Lions are wronged a lot. A lot. So yeah. <laughs> there's no respect for them. Let's face no, it. There is. There's no respect. So speaking of coach and coaches and mannerisms, my dad pointed something out to me that I didn't even pay attention to during the game. What every time the team came out of the locker room. Yeah. Matt Patricia rode out on the golf cart. He didn't even walk to well, the sideline. Well, he's been injured. I know, but he was injured for the first few weeks of the year. He's yeah. been off those crutches, off whatever okay. it's been for. Well, at he's least a big guy. Months. It's not even that. You know what? If the guy's hurt, <laughs> he's hurt. He's got an Achilles long, issue. It's a long walk to that locker yeah. room. It ain't like the Silver Dome when you just walk right through the door and you're okay. in your locker room. Fine. Take the cart from the locker room to the entrance of the tunnel and okay. walk the rest of the way. Okay. Show, show that you so know, you're with the team. So that's what he is doing? Team. Home games? That's what yeah, he's doing? Apparently, I didn't pay any attention to him. Peter's on that? P- Peter pointed that yeah. out to me, yeah. <laughs> Lions have lost seven straight, ten of their last 11. But the good news is Wes Hills had two touchdowns, and the guy was on yeah. the couch last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, like he... Us. He uh, before the game, you know, he said he knew he was going to make it back. Yeah. He tried his hardest. I mean, listen, that's great. You know, averaging two yards per carry. Listen, he got two TDs. Didn't really matter. But listen, he, you know, he got a paycheck. That's what matters. Lots of other games to talk about, and we're going to do that coming back. Especially, I want to talk about this Raiders game. And you know, I kind of said the Raiders are going to be the best bet of the year. Mm-hmm. Bet your house on them. I hope you didn't listen to me. <laughs> I hope you didn't listen to me. But we're going to come back and talk about that. Our man Danny B. had a good weekend. We'll chat about that as well. Lots of other stuff. But first, the timeout. Let's hear from Jim Reels. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. All right, Freddy, good for him. What a great uh, foundation that is. And uh, if you have a chance to have a good slice of pizza, he does that as well. I don't down to see Freddie the Pizza Man in Melvindale. I know uh, he's struggling today. His fantasy team's on the rocks today. He needs a big win tonight. He's 10 points down. He's got the kicker. He's got Will Lutz. But the guy he's playing has got somebody uh, going as well. So he's, he's up against it as well. And uh, a guy that we want on our team is Chase Young. 
Yeah. And I want to talk about that in a second. First of all, congrats to Joe Burrow. He wins the 2019 Heisman Trophy in a landslide. But it wasn't unanimous. It, was, no, it, was, it was not, not. unanimous. It was not no. unanimous. But it was Troy a landslide. Smith still, uh, I think Troy Smith still has the highest at like 91%. Really? Yep. I'll be damned. He yep. beat Joe Burrow out? Yep. What a great speech that was. And if you had a chance to listen to it, go back and, and search uh, the Heisman, uh, the Heisman uh, yeah. speech from Saturday night. Joe Burrow and very, you know, what, what a class kid. Mm-hmm. Loves his head coach, Ed Ogeron. He hopes he gets... Uh, lifetime, lifetime, yeah, that was a good. lifetime uh, head Contract, coaching gig, yeah. you know, with, with LSU. They love him there, and here's a guy that was on the scrap heap, right? And they bring yeah. him back, and they're the best team in the country. They're going to be tough to beat. But Chase Young, I want to talk about him. You, my Ohio State yeah. uh, slappy. What are you hearing about uh, about jo- about uh, Chase? So when he when he was asked at the Heisman uh, presentation if you know if he was going to go into the NFL draft, he said the plan right now is. A, to focus on this Clemson game, but B, the plan is to return to Ohio State for his senior year. And that honestly surprised me. He is by far the best draft prospect in this draft class, period. He's a slam dunk. Um, 100% generational player. Yeah, Yeah. he may not go number one because Cincinnati needs a quarterback. Which is great, because the Lions need Chase Young. Who doesn't? But I'm I'm trying to figure out because he doesn't he doesn't provide a true reasoning to on why to return for his senior year. Maybe this will change if Ohio State does win the national championship, in which case you know you took care of business at your school, you won a national championship. But if they don't, the only reason I could see him coming back is saying, "Hey, I want to be a part of a national championship team." Mm-hmm. Well, Fields coming back, I think might. Well, Fields has to come. Well, back. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So he he having Fields back next yeah. year just means more winning, right? I mean, so if they you lose, would think, yeah. you would think. So if they lose, let's say they beat Clemson, they lose to LSU, mm-hmm. and they're that close. I mean, unfortunately, I just don't. It's gonna, either way, uh, if he comes out this year and out. or next year, I don't care what, what he's what still going to be one or two if he comes uh-huh. out next year or this year. So I just well, is, he, is he like trying to come out this year? Team? I I have no I don't think this has anything to do with with him picking a team. I think it more or less has to do with he won't say it, but I think he wants that national championship, and he knows that it may not happen this year, but next year is a whole nother story. Because you God. wonder, you wonder how good a team like LSU will be next year, losing your quarterback in Joe Burrow. No, that's a good lo- call. Losing yeah. some key defensive players. He's not coming back for a championship. Um, He's already in the Final Four. He's fine. If they win or they lose. I, I think if they win, Beat the hell out of Michigan again. He's fine. <laughs> He's coming. He's going to be a pro. It would definitely be hard if he came back though to replicate the kind of season he has had this year. No, absolutely. I mean, and he was up for a Heisman for Christ's sake. Now, how's he done yeah. the last two games against Michigan? He didn't really you know, he disappeared. You know, I, and against Wisconsin, he kind of disappeared. A, a, against Michigan, every single play, it seemed like they were bear hugging the guy. Hey, it's kind of hard to tackle people when you're getting a bear hug. Well, he didn't get any no flags against him. No, but he did get 21st place votes and finished fourth in the Heisman voting, which pissed which, yeah. me off. I'm surprised Jalen Hurts finished in second despite getting the third most first place votes. But I, all, all I got to say is Ohio, Ohio State had four of the top six in voting this year. 
of course, one of them had to transfer to LSU and win the Heisman. Yeah. But, they you know. congratulated him, too, yeah. on Twitter, and people are all over Ohio State. What the hell do you know about Joe Burrow? I mean, you know, you know, you know crap about He was about on the team for three years. They have they know every quite right a bit about to him. congratulate yeah, Joe and Burrow. I love that Joe Burrow did. He congratulated and he, he thanked yeah. them. He thanked them quite a bit. Yeah. Way more than I, I love honestly imagined. I did too. Yeah. I thought he was, you know, when he brought up, you know, being from Southeast, you know, Ohio, mm-hmm. doing it for the kids who, you know, come from a very blue collar, kind of poorer area. Um, yep. You know, I think he's a class act. I really think he's, you know, got a future. I think the Bengals are going to, I think he's going to do good with the Bengals. I really do. Unless the Bengals screw up their pick, but yeah. Without a doubt, I think he's he's playing for a home team mm-hmm. if, if 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 it works out this way. Yeah, unless oh, the I Bengals win the next two games, that would be huge. Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> well, the Bengals, they better lose out for him. Well, the the weird thing is the I believe the Bengals can win out and still end up with the number one pick because of some certain tiebreak. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, if they win see. out, they'll be three and yeah, it'll be three and thirteen. But right yeah. now, you got Bengals, Redskins, Giants, Dolphins, Lions, and of course, two of those teams are going to win against each other. So the mm-hmm. Lions are going to at least move up. To fourth, yeah, you know, without any problems, maybe even get up to third. Long shot to get up to second. Our buddy Logan uh, Lamorandier put out a nice thing. If you want to check him out on Twitter, he put out the exact, you know, what you need yep. exactly for the Lions to pick second. Mm-hmm. So, check him out on Twitter too. I think we got Freddie the Pizza Man on line one. I don't see his name up there, but Angel's on the phones and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Freddie, is that you? <laughs> A little disappointed. You you calling out my fantasy team? Uh, I'm, I'm calling them out. I'm saying <laughs> you're down ten points. I'm giving you. I'm giving you props. No, you sell ten points down. I'm th- three points up. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, because I, well, I took a hunch yesterday. I took the Buffalo defense last night. He dropped Nola, and I took the Buffalo smart. defense, and they scored eighteen points for me. I'll so. be damned. When did you do that? Uh, late last night. Last yeah, night after, after I was game? watching. So yeah, I didn't watch Ryan just yesterday. I watched all the reruns of the Tiger games this year. Mm-hmm. I figured. I watched something better. Freddie's the commissioner of the league, so after the game was done, he put in the Buffalo <laughs> oh, defense. Oh, got it. Okay. I'm happy oh, for him. That's geez. good. No! Uh-huh. I picked, I picked uh-huh. them up. Oh, it was, yeah, they were sure. on the, uh, yeah, they were yeah. the waiver wire. What's oh, wrong yeah. with you? Yeah, no problem, man. I'm yeah. only busting it. I'm only busting it, chops, man. They were on my team. Be quiet. Anyway, no so, one cares um, about your fantasy What are you guys talking team. about? The Pistons, Tigers, Red Wings? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just had Dave Burkett on to talk about his story on Dick Vermeil, and he's Dick Vermeil saying the worst thing we can do is get rid of Matt Patricia. I know you agree oh, yeah. with that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just rude. Thank you, Dick Vermeil. How about how about you coming here, coach your team? I'll take Dick Vermeil. I'll yeah, tell you that. I would take I'll him take right him now. At Ninety years old. At yep. least you'll know you won a playoff game with Dick Vermeil. No and you get some, and some tears too. You'll get some tears with him as well. Some Come emotion. on, guys. I mean, listen. I mean, you, you, you all. Everyone's on social media. Everyone, everyone hears the, everything. You, can somebody, can somebody, somebody give me two reasons? Just not one. Give me two reasons why Matt Patricia should be back. Two reasons. Uh, no, I can't really give you one. The only, thing yeah. I can, the only thing I could say is, usually you don't want to fire a guy after two years. But, mm-hmm. I, but. I can't even say but. We won nine games. We won nine games. Now we lost, and now we're winning three games. Nine year. of I mean, twenty-nine. It's it's yeah. terrible. It's it's yeah. just, and it, well, but I, but I look at this a lot way. of injuries, if, Fred. A lot of injuries. If we want to give if we want to give Bob Quinn credit, I look at it this way. If we want to give him credit, okay, um, they're, they're three nine, they're three ten and one, or whatever they are right now. What, what, what's the problem? It's obviously it's the coaching. It's the coaching. So. If the talent's not there, then Bob Quinn's the problem. If if it's they're not winning games, it's coaching. So, um, listen, I'll give you I'll give you five examples: Frank Reich, uh, Sean McVay there in L.A., Doug Peterson, 
uh, Nagy in, in Chicago. They all went there year one and one, and mm. Peterson won a Super Bowl two years later. I mean, those examples right there, um, you, you can't give me any excuses why Matt Patricia should stay, should stay when you look at those five names I gave you. I, give me Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston right now. <laughs> I know. You got <laughs> I mean, ask that question. Ask, ask that question, Tommy. Uh, would you rather have Stafford and... And uh, Patricia or Arians and and, uh, and uh, Jameis Winston. No right question, now. Arians and Winston. Not even not even a hesitation. Can I have Arians and Stafford? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Sure, I sure. give you that. that too. Sounds, sure, sounds good to me. But you know, this is the thing. Why this is why this is why Bob Quinn deserves a lot of blame. He did a coaching search knowing he was going to hire his buddy mm-hmm. Bruce Arians was out there to hire. Right. He's yeah. an offensive yep. mind. He's a quarterback whisperer. Why don't you go get a guy like that? I know, and we can bring up the Tennessee Titans, and we've brought that up mm-hmm. before. Tell They're people, able. tell people yeah. your Tennessee Titans story, Freddie. Yeah, my uh, John Robinson and, and and Bob Quinn were hired a week within each other. They're the same age. They both come from New England. Vrabel and Patricia were hired weeks from from each other, and Vrabel got the job after Tennessee just won a playoff game. They fired Mark Malarkey. They won a playoff game, and they hired Mike Vrabel. And let's not forget, Bob Quinn interviewed uh, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he didn't hire him because he knew he was waiting for Matt Patricia in the Super Bowl run. See, this is the problem. He put all his eggs in the basket. Which, listen, we all do this. This is human nature. We all want our friends around. We all, of course, we all put mm-hmm. our eggs in one basket, and we believe in something in our heart and our soul. And we go with it. But this, it didn't work out. If, if I'm Matt Patricia, I go to Bob Quinn and say, "Listen, we tried. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you off the hook. I'm gonna walk away and just hire hire a guy, and keep your job. Otherwise." Listen, if they keep these two guys, and, they lo- and, and they're going to lose next year. You know it. Tommy, you know this. They'll lose next year if they keep these two guys. I know. You know what's going to happen in this town? There's going to be riots. There's going to be worse <laughs> than what you saw yesterday at the stadium. There will be worse than what we saw yesterday. You know what I don't like, yeah. Freddie? I don't like that they're coming in here, and, and they're taking the talent out of our team. To let go of yep. Tate, to let go of Diggs, and then next yep. year, you know Slay's not going to be here. That's yep. three big cogs yeah. that was our, that were on our team. right? And yep. now they're not going to be yep. here anymore. Well, and yep. and one thing that when we were talking with Dave that he brought up and it had to do with Matt Patricia's defensive scheme, and you know, he, he only likes to have three down linemen. It's not working. You look at the players we brought in in the offseason to build a powerful secondary. If you have the talent that you had in that secondary, and of course now with Diggs gone and you know certain injuries, and it's not going to look as great next year, you could have changed that scheme, right. put more faith in your secondary, and rushed more linemen. I'm sorry. Yep. When you're not getting to the quarterback and you're head- You have no chance. You have no chance, and they wonder, why are, pe- why are teams passing for over 300 and some yards against us? It's because if you let that quarterback sit in that pocket for six, seven seconds, yep. anybody could find a receiver open. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I really believe there is some talent there. The problem is it's really the coaching. And if these guys stick around, you know what's going to end up happening? A guy like Taylor Decker, mm-hmm. a guy like Jared Davis, a guy like um, uh, Rick Wagner, um, the, the kid we're going to lose this year, the right guard from Michigan, Glasgow, mm-hmm. they're all going to go somewhere and they're going to win and they're going to be productive on a winning team. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to just listen. Just mark your calendars to December sixteenth, twenty twenty, and watch where we're at next year if they keep these two guys. There, there'll be riots in, the, in front of Ford Field next year. Um, with people with bags in their heads, worse than the milling stuff, and we all saw the milling stuff. Well, let me so, ask you this: it's pretty bad. If if things shake out good for them in the draft, 
And what if Chase Young does commit and come on to the NFL, and the no. Lions have a shot to take him? It's not. It's it's it, things. The, the, these two guys stay. Nothing's going to shake out good for them, Maz. Nothing will shake out good for them. It's just they're not bad guys. It's not a right fit. Mm-hmm. It's not working here. You, he put all his eggs in one basket and it didn't work. We can all point to examples. Five years ago, three guys came to town. Okay, three guys came to town. We all thought, oh my God, look what's going to happen here. Jim Harbaugh, Stan Van Gundy, and Bob Quinn. Look what's happened. All failed since they've been here. It's just it's not working out, guys. You you got to go get an experienced coach and and try to and try to get to the, try to get to this talent that they have and try to coach them up and let them and, and get them to win because there is some talent on that team. They're they're not playing for him. They're just not. I agree. They're professionals mm-hmm. and they're playing hard. Okay, of course they got to play. They're they're pros. I yeah. mean, they're going to play. If Ethan was their coach, they're going to play because <laughs> they don't want to get embarrassed. I mean, yeah. at least they're out there trying. That doesn't mean they love the guy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's a good coach. Yeah, but they're not. But they're not. They're just not playing for him. They're playing hard, but they're not playing. They're not playing for him. And then you, you got a. You know, you got a guy Ty Ty Johnson. You draft a kid, and 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 why it doesn't he ever start? He's. Mm-hmm. They always bring in somebody Off from the scrapyard and put him in. Yeah, I don't yeah. get that at all. I guess maybe he isn't as talented as they thought he was. No, because you know what you know what it is, man. It all boils down to this, guys. Smartest guy in the room syndrome is exactly what's going mm-hmm. on here. I'm the smart highway, and and it, it, somebody said it uh, on the podcast. They live. They 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 they, they teach by fear. Uh, Chaz Palmateri said it. Would you rather be loved or feared? Yeah, you know. This is what this is the culture they're, they're 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 teaching fear, not love, and it shows on the field, guys. It shows. So hire Chaz Palminteri, let him be the coach. <laughs> hey, I'm, in. The I'm in for Sonny. Yeah. Well, waste of <laughs> talent, baby. And waste of talent. I, I gotta go, guys. I'm gonna listen to you guys, and it's just it's good hearing you, a, Fred. This is this is a bad. This is Michigan. Can we just rename Michigan? It blows. No, it's <laughs> it's not good right now. Hey, good luck tonight, and uh, sell some pizzas. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you, Fred. Freddie tells it from the heart, just like us. Yeah, and something that was brought up after the game that was discussed was Matt Patricia called out his defense after that first half, which it was a terrible first half all around. But at at some point, he's got to realize calling out his players is doing nothing because the person he really needs to call out is himself. And I'm, I'm sick of people putting it on the players. Yes, the players are the ones on the field physically involved in what's happening. But if the coach is not putting the players in a place to succeed, there's no chance for them to succeed. We could draft Chase Young. We could go 0-16 if we don't have a healthy Stafford, if we don't have a good running game. We could go 0-16 again. It doesn't matter that you bring in a superstar rookie. If the coach doesn't know what he's doing, and right now it seems like he doesn't, there, there's going to be no hope for the team. I no, I totally Chase, agree. I bet you Chase is waiting for two more weeks to make sure the Lions can't can't draft him. I mean, no, he, once, I don't, they, once I, I they don't can't blame pick him, him, I'm sorry, I, I don't do blame not him blame either. Him. I mean, I doubt he has the clout to like pull an Eli. You know what I mean? Right. And, yeah. And be like, listen, I'm just not going to play for you guys. Right. But it honestly speaks to him being like, you know what? I might come back my senior year. Yeah. You know, so I do not get drafted by the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, well, that's just the most depressing thing I've Well, his choice is right now. Time. His choice is the Bengals. They're not going to take him because they got the quarterback. They need, they need yeah. So Redskins, Giants, Dolphins, Lions. Those are your four choices. You want to go play in D.C.? They yeah. don't have I a mean, coach I'd play yet. in Miami just because I'm in Miami. But um, here's, that's what, hold on. Yeah. 
Maybe he wants to play for the Redskins if Urban Meyer's Maybe. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? That's yeah. all I'm saying. His boy Haskins. Yep. McLaurin. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. some talent in Washington. Really depressing. They do. The Giants, of course, you go play for the New York Giants. I mean, right now, they're in the crapper. They're going to have a new regime as well starting. Oh, right? Shermer's got to be gone. Yep. No, no, he's gone, and I think Gettleman will be gone. Yeah. The Dolphins, you got a nice... I like I like where, they, where they're, they're going. going. They, yeah. They're young. They don't really have a lot of talent right now, so that would be a hard bill for them. No. But you play in Miami as a pro athlete... You don't pay state income tax. That's great. True. So playing in Miami, it's not a bad thing. No. And then there's the Lions. Any of those? Who would, t- want, who would want to come here? Who? No one. I feel bad. I mean, with tra- no but, but like, but like Freddie said though, with Chase Young, I mean, like with if we could, you know, switch to a four-three scheme with Trey Flowers and Chase Young on the ends. I mean, that could be. But again, if we but, if, but if, if we don't Patricia know what doesn't we're doing, buy into it, that's what I'm saying. Then, then it's it a doesn't waste. matter. It's a waste of a pick. Yeah. It's a waste of a yeah. pick. Well, I, like I always said, and I've said this to people that we've had on the air here, and I've been saying it my whole life. I feel bad. When this when a rookie gets drafted by the Lions, no, I know because yeah. I, I'm putting myself in their shoes. Oh man, I'm going mm-hmm. to Detroit. When the hell did they ever win? That's what True. I'm saying to myself. Yeah. As a yeah. kid, they don't know. You know, they don't know Barry Sanders. They just know Barry Sanders played there once. Yeah, that's the only thing we got going for us. I mean, the, the, as far yeah. as a kid looking at the Lions. Well, the mo- the that's other it. most relevant person is only going to be Calvin Johnson, and he's yeah. another waste just of a career. Out yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, just words out of my mouth. I'm I mean, the only generational do- player we've had is Calvin Johnson. I'm also worried we're going to do that with Kenny Galladay. Hell, if I'm he's him, a great if player. I'm him. I say I don't want an extension here. Yeah, I want to go somewhere else where I can win. I want to go I know, to Seattle. He's, his he, numbers is going to be the second coming. Yeah. of Calvin Johnson. I know, but he's yes. Okay, listen. He obviously everybody wants to win, but he's getting his numbers right. I mean, yeah. he's leading the NFL in, in TDs. Mm-hmm. He's getting his, so he's going to get paid. He's going to be you know the Somewhere. best player on our team. He's going to be the best wide receiver on any team he plays for realistically, but. We have to force him to stay. We just we, we have <laughs> but to. But I feel so bad. If I we know. Do. I know. I do too. But listen, for my own selfish benefits, I need him. Mm-hmm. I need him. Yeah. I need something to watch. I mean, yeah. who the, the f- hell is Wes Hills? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Galladay. who's Bo Scarborough? Who are these people? Maybe Bo was a Bo, fine. Yeah. Bo might be who's a fine. Who's David Blau? I'm Blau just, might I mean, be like, a fine for a backup. Listen, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, who's this, our other guy? This is the NFL. Driscoll. Driscoll. This is the NFL. Yeah. Driscoll was a crap backup for Cincinnati. I'm just saying, like, we are putting out a product, like Ethan said, that is absolute trash. Yeah. Nobody's going to come here to watch, even. I mean, like, like Freddie said, we're going to have riots. No, we're going to have anti riots. There's going to be just <laughs> nobody going into the city. That's it's going to be really, really sad. They'll be going to the other two sports arenas, they'll be yeah. going to LCA. They'll be going, going to, to watch America. Who? They're not going to, to America. I, I, th- I, th- I think next year you'll see towards the summer the Tigers will be picking up, but we'll talk about that at a later date. But you'll get people going out to Comerica. I don't know. You just had your baseball draft. You're all baseball. Hey, no right one's now. coming to Comerica. I've, already, coming I've, anywhere. I've already publicly stated 2021 we're going to be contending yes. for a division title. Okay. okay. Well, so, I don't know what division you. you're God talking bless about. You. I don't either. Anyway, I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> I think we're going to have a. a Something to talk about here with the Raiders. The Raiders yes. had a, a big lead in this game against Jacksonville. It's their finale in Oakland at the Black Hole. The last of it. Mm-hmm. They won 472 games in their in their 60 years on the Bay. 472, 431, and 11. Three Super Bowl championships. They lost a couple. 60 years there, and they're packing up. They're going to Vegas. 
They lose yesterday. They give up 17 straight to the Jags, who mailed it in already. God, they're up. Mm-hmm. They're up with two minutes to go. Yeah. Twenty. I, to what the hell happened? The finale. It was ugly at the end of that game. So a lot ugly. of lot of missed calls by the refs. Yeah, David, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, David Carr slid. They should have let the clock keep going. And they wind the, up getting the delay a delay game when they shouldn't have missed they that missed late two, field goal. Two field, two field, field goals yeah. in a row. They kicked it. They hit the kicker. Yeah, yeah. and then they missed the second one. Unbelievable. Well, and it didn't hurt that uh, on the hail mary. I thought the receiver got pulled down too. Yeah. But then the other one, it takes the ball right to the face mask. Anyway, so. it shouldn't have come down to that. It shouldn't even they come should down have to closed that. that game out. No, right. without a doubt. But that's not the way the Raiders should have ended uh, their no, stay. No, it's sad. In yeah, Oakland. It is. That makes me sad. And they I go know. to Vegas. And I know everyone's all excited. They're going to Vegas. Yeah. We get to have bachelor parties and go watch the Raider <laughs> game. But to me, they always belonged in Oakland. Right. At yeah. worst, I could have taken L.A. Mm-hmm. They went to L.A. once. They won a Super Bowl there. Marcus Allen. I'll never forget. We don't need three LA yeah. teams though. Yeah. No, but the San Diego Chargers should have stayed, stayed in San there. Diego. Yeah. San There's no Diegans. reason the Raiders should have got a, uh, another field. They mm-hmm. should have, and San Diego should have got another field. Yeah. That's the cheap ass owners. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in California, they don't allow the taxpayers taxpayers to pay. Right. That's a rule in California. Tough crap. The guy that owns the Rams, Cronky, he's like three, <laughs> four billion in the hole, but he's gonna make it. Tenfold, no doubt. But he's putting his own stadium up well, there. Yeah, like Steve Ballmer for the Clippers, building just building his own. Build, that's, build your guy. You have own. to build, you have your, to build own. your own. Yes. The Raiders should have stayed in Oakland. And yep. I'm I'm pissed about it. But for more on that and some more bets, my man Danny B in Jersey went three and one over the weekend. Danny B calling in. What's happening, kid? How you doing, pal? Doing poor, good. Thanks poor for Raiders. Poor Raiders. Sixteen to three lead. Right? Did they have sixteen three? Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Sickening. Sickening. What are you gonna do? It's not a good way to send them off, right? But nope. it is what it is. Hey, you went three and one, Dan. The Giants, big winner. Eagles, backdoor cover. That was Man. ugly, but they covered. Yep. And the Cowboys just trounced the Rams. Your only loss was the Chargers, so you made some yeah. money for you the Chargers. You know peeps. what? I actually never even bet the game. I, I backed off of the game. Good. Uh, but uh, the Cowboy game I was big on. Like I said, I told Sid Rosenberg yesterday that was my best bet of the day, and he hated it. When I told him to take the Giants, he's like, what? I want a draft pick. I said, so does Miami. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, yeah, nice day overall. Nice day overall. Very nice. And uh, now tonight, we got a little Monday Night Football. We got the Saints, who all of a sudden got a shot to maybe even get a home game here out yep. of this mm-hmm. thing because of what happened to the 49ers yesterday on the, the Atlanta oof, back door. Oof, Unbelievable oof. there. Well, they're trying to win tonight for sure to, yeah. to match records with Seattle, San exactly. Fran, and Green Bay. What an exciting finish to the Bears game. You know, they were, what, 11 yards out for tying that I game know. out with that little tricky stuff they do? They but, had it cold, man. They had it cold. So but who do you Giants like tonight, will, Saints or Colts uh, tonight? You know what? It's tough. It's a big number. Uh, traditionally, I don't like to touch games like this, but if you guys are familiar with a seven-point teaser, oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you know what that is. We do. Well, explain it really quick. Well, you know, you can take five points, six points, seven points. You can add or subtract, for example. But both bets have to win. Right. It's like, like a parlay. parlay. So, like tonight, the Saints are minus nine, nine and a half. So, I don't, I'm not comfortable laying that. This is a must win for the Colts. Right. Obviously, Saints, they lost a heartbreaker last week. But I would take this game down to the Saints minus two and a half. Okay. That's a good number. And the total down to 40 and bet it over. Depending like on what your number is. I see 47, yep. 47 and a half out there. But I'm recommended to my clients to take a seven-point teaser tonight if they want to play. This is a game I would tell you don't even bet it, but 
They're sick, so they need of help. Of course, we have to be. So I got the Saints right. and the Caesar tonight. No, they are. They, they got to play every day. Of that's course. The, that's the beauty of it. Uh, the Saints minus two and a half. Take the total down, Tommy, to 40 and go over. I think this, well, the Saints can score, but they can also give up points as well. No doubt. All right. The seven-point teaser from Danny B today. And how do people get a hold of you, D? Well, all they have to do is visit the website, dbwins.com, dbwins.com. Tom, all the information's there, specials, etc., podcast, all that neat stuff. So I'm going to ask you guys, who wins it all? Well, jeez, man. I got to stick with the Ravens. I'm sorry. I hate to be a front runner, but I'm going Ravens and Niners or Ravens and Seahawks. That's my pick. I'll well, take you the know Ravens. What? If, Dal- if Dallas makes it into the playoffs, right, they, will. they can be dangerous. They are I dangerous. Know I'm disgusted with them. They you are. know, I'm a fan since 1971 when they lost to Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Me too, buddy. That, that, was my, that was my first Super Bowl that I remember. I like them became too. A, I became a fan instantly, and the next year they beat they Miami. They beat Miami, so. yep. I became a fan rooting for them. I had no idea who they even were, but I became a fan on that day. I cried. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Thomas, I believe, was the running back. I he think was. even Craig Morton was the starting quarterback. He was. Then. It was Starback uh, won but, it from the, the following year against Miami. Yep, and the yep, Dolphins, Dwayne of course. Dwayne Thomas, Calvin Hill. That, those were the days. That's when football players Mike were Ditka. football players. Mike Ditka. Mike Dicka, you know, I'm friends with his son. I became friendly with his son over the years. He was my one of my favorites. I got a classic picture of him and Gail Sayers oh. talking to Hollis. They both signed it. I wish I had that Hollis, but I don't. Greg that Kittle. Greg Kittle's the new Ditka. Kittle. New Yo, Ditka. He's a beast, San Francisco. He's a beast. Yep, that's him. Oh, that guy is a beast. You know what? A Bravaro. That was a classic oh, guy. I loved him. You don't see guys like this no more. You know, the game's gotten soft. The rule changes. Yeah, I don't know how rules. I feel about it. You know, uh, safety, of course, you got to factor that in, but it's just, it become, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can curse on this show, but it's... <laughs> Go for it, Dan. They turned into pussies. <laughs> they turned into pussies. Let them play football. They're making enough money. I'm making $35 million a year, and you're worried about somebody somebody pushing me down or hitting me. Get out of here. Play football. All right, Danny. We'll talk to you Thanks, at the end Danny. of the week. Appreciate it, brother. I like hockey. Hockey, they're tough. They're yeah. so tough. We'll talk to you on Friday, Dan. Okay, pal. Be called dbwins.com. Danny went 3-0, he says, this week. So we'll take him. (laughs) He says, tease down the game tonight. Take the Saints and the over. Go with the seven-point teaser. Thanks to Dave Burkett from the Free Press, Nick David. And my man, Ethan Perlman, in the house today. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Clarence Black will be with us. He's back from the Army. Joins me on Wednesday here on The Wrap. Thanks to Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Go out and see Brian Ackerman, Van Dyke, and 14 Mile. Tell him Matt sent you. We'll see you on Wednesday, everybody. On the wrap.